Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Hello. Hello. How's it going today? Sleepy as always. It's hot today too. I, you know, I thought it was quite pleasant today. I wasn't out for very long, but when I was coming home to today, I was like, oh, it's like, it's super nice out. Mm, it's humid, I guess. It's not like super, super I hot. I don't think it was very humid today. And I hate humidity yeah. with a vengeance, but yeah. I just walked, you know, I wasn't out for side for very long. Mm. But I thought it was pleasant and nice. Well, that's good. It was like it was like if it was two degrees hotter, I would be I would be like no. <laughs> but it was my perfect sweet spot. Mm. Not well, not too hot, not too cold. Just good. right. Good. April twenty sixth. Yeah. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Yeah. All you need is a light jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we saw a bunch of shows this week as, as per you. Per <laughs> so many shows. It's all for you. You know what's interesting? I was actually thinking about that thing. Well, I don't even remember what publication it was from that was talking about the voters and or, or the critics. And oh, like fatigue. The critic fatigue, yeah. and the, they want to like petition the drama league so that all the shows can open at the same time. And like, yeah. I totally was on both sides of that because I was like. Yeah, like if I wrote something, I would not want fatigued critics to come and see it. Sure. But it is does feel ungrateful to complain about how much free theater you get to see. Yeah. I'm not complaining about how much free theater that I'm able to see. However, it's completely true that at a certain capacity, you're just like, Ugh, another <laughs> show. Like, I don't even care what it is. I just want to go home. Yeah. Totally true. And I'm like, I'm getting to that point, mm. which I hate. Yeah. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, and because we th- thought, uh, you know, let's get through the home stretch of April. Of April. And May has and not been any nicer May to us. May hasn't slowed down, which no. again, we sound like dicks because we're seeing shows all the time, which is great. And for the most part, we're seeing good things. Sure. No, but it's more about like you go to work in the morning you know, do something in the afternoon, go to a show in the evening, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you woke up at 6.30 and you didn't get home till midnight. Yeah, so and you have to do the whole thing over again. Do it all over day. again the next yep, day. Yep, yep, I haven't had a day off that I didn't have anything to do. I don't remember. Yeah. Like, it's maybe like January. <laughs> because February is when I was out of town all the time. Right. And then March is when it begins. right. So probably I don't remember. You know, yeah. I'm all I have tomorrow off, but we're I've seeing had, a show. Right. I've had a lot of days where I'm like, oh, I have this day set aside and then Yep. Never never and, stays and that way. Never stays never, that way. Never stays that shows way. Shows or family or tomorrow I'm gonna sleep work. all day until we go see Brandy in Chicago. Yeah. Which I'm really fucking excited about. I'm working tomorrow, but then I'm seeing Brandy yeah, in Chicago. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Can't wait. Me either. Yeah. I'm ready. Well, this, I mean, last week, uh, last Monday, we saw a great show at the Lori Beachman Theater. Oh, yeah. Um, we saw a showcase by up-and-coming songwriting team. Yeah, yeah, 
Maguire and Simon. And you it know, was great. It was fantastic. Their songs are wonderful. You know what's funny is I realized via Time Hop that I met Janine like exactly a year ago because we met at the Aaron's and Flaherty CD signing concert at 54 Below, which was like exactly a year ago. We like met standing in line to get our CD signs by Stephen and Lynn and we started chatting. We both love musical theater and she's a musical theater writer. And I was like, that's awesome. Please be my friend. Yeah. And she and her partner, Ari Simon, met at the BMI workshop. Which which is is where where Stephen and Lynn met. I like that you've just taken to calling them Stephen and Lynn. They're my buds. (laughs) Stephen and Lynn. Invite them to a dinner party. Great. Are you hosting a (laughs) dinner party? Yeah. Whose apartment are you going to use? It's not this one. Nope. No room for (laughs) it. I don't have any tables in my apartment. (laughs) That's true. I don't have any tables. Yeah. The nightstand is sort of like a table. You're going to make... We're off track (laughs) already. Yeah, yeah. So this show was really great. It featured songs from some of their works in progress. Mm. One called Looking Forward, which is what the show itself was called. Mm. And one that... Untitled (laughs) musical project. Untitled (laughs) musical project that was... Uh, with untitled sort of a, source material. A winking joke because they, one of their um, projects was to adapt something at the BMI workshop. And, you know, you know the rights to what no, you're no, adapting, right. you're, it's just an exercise. Right. So, but they worked on it and it sounds Oh right. my God, somebody get them the rights. I know, because right? Because all the songs were fantastic. I would like to see that musical right now, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was already like dreamcasting it like heavily. Yeah. Although the actors that were in the concert were spot on. Yeah, they were great. And I was like, the woman who, oh, I don't even know how to talk about this because we're all, it's like, I don't want to reveal well, the show. They gave a synopsis without naming the well, title. The woman that in, in the songs played the mother. Yeah. I was like, she's great. She's a bit young for it. Mm. But then I was like, she's perfect for it if she sticks with the project. Well, yeah. By the time they workshop it and get the rights and all that stuff, <laughs> she'll, they'll it'll get be the rights and then they'll workshop it. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, once yeah. they go through all the steps, like, if she, if you can hold on to her, like, she's a fantastic yeah. performer. And uh, she'd be probably a great age for it by the time it actually gets the rights, mostly. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, or it could be Carolee Carmelo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a million actresses that could play oh, that role. Oh, my God. And I not, could all of them. Not all of them. saying it's like an, anyone Cox. could play that role. But, like, Vian it's a Cox, great role. Vianne Cox, would be great. Right. Oh, she'd bring such, like, a pathos to it. Mm. You guys don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Although they did, I'm not sure if these videos will be up on YouTube. They did have someone recording. So either way, you should look it up. Look up um, McGuire and Simon and see what's out there of theirs because they're fantastic. There was another um, musical that they were showcasing, which was a Christmas show Mm. about a family. And it tells the story of their Christmases through different generations. And I love a Christmas show. (laughs) So I was excited about that. And then a couple of standalone songs, but everything was really great. I love that song that was like the first song they ever wrote together Uh in the workshop. It was so fantastic and it was funny. And like, if that's your first song you wrote together, like shit. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Look out for them. They're fantastic. After we saw the McGuire and Simon show, um, I (sighs) departed and you went on to 54 Below. I went to 54 Below 
for the sideshow CD release uh, added attractions concert. Yes. You know, it's funny because we've been so busy, been so busy with everything mm-hmm. that this one really snuck up on me. And I was like, yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing concerts and stuff. And then I like got to 54 Below and was like, oh, God, sideshow. And I was kind of like, fine. I was actually sitting next to Cooper, my young internet friend, oh, yeah. who I met for the first time at the last sideshow concert. Mm-hmm. And we like got our CDs signed together because he had a Sharpie. I did not. Emily. And I know. Be prepared. I know. I know. Step one. But step two, find a friend. True. Although, why didn't they have Sharpies? Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on with 54 Below because, I mean, whatever. Obviously, it's more of like free form because when... Aaron's and Flaherty had the CD signing. It was like, there's a seven o'clock show. There's a nine 30 show. And at 11 o'clock it's a CD signing. Mm. And I'm assuming that they had problems with that structure because the seven o'clock people sure shit weren't going to stay around until 11. (laughs) So I understand maybe that was an issue or something like that because the last two times when I've gone to something at 54 below that had a CD as part of what, whatever was going Mm -hmm. on, it's just been like, like, at the Aaron's and Flaherty thing, they set up tables. There was a line. It yeah. was like they were, it was like at Barnes and Noble or whatever. And the, this, you know, the past Sideshow concert where everyone was buying the cast album mm-hmm. and this Sideshow concert where everyone was buying the new album, it, it was like everybody, every man for himself. It was like oh. after any other show where you just meet people in the bar or whatever. So it was total like people just milling about, people were leaving and people were just like running around with, with Sharpies trying to track people down and get their CD signed. It was very chaotic. I did not stay for the CD signing portion of this concert because by the end of it, I was like very upset. (laughs) I mean, though, I don't know. It's actually really weird because I felt fine. And then I literally, I was like, I'm okay. I really want to go home and go to bed. Like I have such a crazy week and like, I've already talked to all these people before. I don't feel the need to talk to them again right now. I'm going to go home. And then I like left. I started walking up the stairs mm-hmm. and like started crying, walked outside, couldn't stop crying, tried to walk to the train, was like, like I got like a block around. I was sobbing and I was like so unprepared for it. Yeah. And I like ducked into an alleyway and just like fucking cried oh, for New like York a City. few minutes. It was so, yeah, it was such a fucking New York moment. I was just standing on the sidewalk, like sobbing my fucking face off, uncontrollably crying. Yeah. And that was just what was happening. Yeah. And then I, I like calmed down a bit and I went and got on the train and went home. Oof. It was, it was, it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of closure. Yeah. It was a lot of closure, but I'm still sad. It was fantastic also because hi, the most important part of their concert was that Ryan Silverman couldn't be there for some reason. So Jeff fucking McCarthy was there and <gasps> he sang all the Terry parts and I've never gotten to see, I've never heard Jeff sing the oh, Terry songs sure, live sure. and it was amazing. Awesome. He like, he sang like private conversation with Emily, which amazing. was like super fucking cool. It was awesome. It was really, really, really cool. Oh, Officer Lockstock. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was like so exciting oh, to hear him perform. That is exciting. Yeah, it was awesome. That's good. I'm glad it was like a good end. Yeah. On Wednesday, we saw a show in Brooklyn. Whoa. It was like off my train line even. Yo, I, uh, I yeah, did so a, took a car there. 20 minutes. Real quick. Yeah. 
Great. It was a Charles Mee show who wrote Big Love. So mm. we were like, yes, please. Yep. It was called Summertime, and it was fantastic. Loved it. Thought it was great. We went to this show because we were like, oh, it's a Charles Mee show. Yeah. And also, we like to see theater, but yeah. that was certainly a, a draw. But if you hadn't told me it was after having just seen Big Love, uh, I would be like, oh, is this who yeah. the guy who wrote Big Love? Did he yeah, write this yeah, show? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Sure. He definitely has a very distinct style. Yeah. And it's a style that I enjoy. Me too. You know, it's weird because if you tell me, oh, this show is like absurdist, I immediately am like grown. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. But like Charles Me is like a sort of like outlandish absurdist style that I really, really enjoy. And then like something like Iowa was like absurd and I hated it and I yeah. didn't find it impactful whatsoever. And I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on it either. And actually, as we were watching it, I was like rem- thinking back to. I wonder why. Why Iowa doesn't hit or didn't hit, hmm. and this style, which is you know what I think. Not that I would know this. Because I do, I'm sort of like, I really don't know why one was good and one was bad to me. But I feel like in the same, being in the same style, Mm -hmm. I think Charles Mee uses a light hand. Mm -hmm. And I think Iowa was like a slap in the face of absurdism. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was very heavy handed with how absurd it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I would, I can understand that. Also, you like know, Charles Me is just like whimsical. Only in the past few years have we started with seeing more theater, seeing more non-traditional sure. theater. And in general, it's not our bag. Right. But the more things you see, the the small few things you'll be like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're gonna come across things. So we're like, ah, uh-huh, ah, uh-huh, Charles There's Me. There's something I enjoy this. about his work that is like Like, I think normally I like shows that are very, like, concrete. I like to know Mm -hmm. where we are, who these people are, what their relationships are, what city we're in, what, you know, all that stuff. Setting. You like a time and a setting. Yes, yes. I do like a time (laughs) and a setting. And I feel like he kind of is able to, like, it's like he built a Jenga Mm -hmm. and he's able to take out lots of the pieces but still have a very coherent story and you don't miss the pieces that are missing and I feel like a lot of the time when I see absurdist stuff that I don't like it's because they took pieces out and the Jenga fell apart Mm. from my perspective that's a good analogy thank you I get it thought of it off the top of my head (laughs) (laughs) because like there was a lot of stuff in in summertime in this show that was like there was so much vagueness, you know, we weren't, yeah. you know, and the fluidity of the scenes, we never really knew where we were or there was a lot of information missing, but I wasn't aware of that until right now that I'm thinking about it, that I was like, oh, well, yeah, there, I guess we never knew all these things. Yeah. But I didn't notice that when I was seeing the show, it was all just like happening very naturally and everything was fluid and flowing mm-hmm. together and like everything made sense. Yeah. And in his dialogue he's able to give us background Mm. of these characters without like a lot of exposition right and i don't know that we got that you know again i hate to like harp on iowa but it's the thing that we saw most recently that's the closest in style to this yeah you know we didn't get that sort of background we just dove right into 
to um, Becca's mom. I felt like his relationship and we didn't really know. Yeah. We didn't know anything about them. Well, also because like in I've uh, my personal feeling specifically about Iowa Mm -hmm. and the style was that Iowa was like, Iowa was like, you know, you know, when you put an algorithm in and you're like, what are the words I use on Twitter most? Yeah. And then it would be like Carolee Carmelo in like huge, bold letters. (laughs) And then it would be like dogs in like smaller. Yeah. yeah, Word cloud. I felt like Iowa was a fucking word cloud, Mm. you know, where they were like, what words do people say on the Internet? All of them. Oh, well, yeah, there was definitely that. That's what Iowa was to me. And summertime was just. Lovely. Which just an interesting thing about Charles Me himself is that mm. all of his work is available on his website. Unlicensed. So cool. He's just like, whatever, download a PDF of my script. But available, available needing a license. Right. You can and just do so it. So you're sort of it's malleable. You right. can add, you can subtract, right. you can make it your own. And they updated this enough that it didn't feel heavy handed, mm-hmm. but that it was more present. Right. Which I thought was really fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was super great. Jen Haltman, lady director, mm-hmm. you're wonderful. And it's it closed today, so you can't see it. But, Bummer. But um, the company that put it on was is called Between Two Burrows. So I would, hmm. especially if they're going to keep doing stuff in Brooklyn. Right, yeah. <laughs> definitely see more stuff from them. Yeah, absolutely. Their space was super nice. It was. It was in Gowanus. It was right off the um, super fun site, the Gowanus Canal. Right. Which is like <laughs> it's breeding. like a weird no man's land over yeah. there. But... Fantastic, like loft type space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. I liked the way they utilized the space yeah. that they had because it was very industrial space. But mm-hmm. that door, um, where one of the characters, like a door opened and a and there was like this shiny, glittery light, and one of the characters entered from it. It was fantastic. To I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> also, I liked his tearaway pants. Oh yeah. And that he later put back on the same outfit, but they weren't tearaway right. pants. They, they were just two normal pairs of the pants. Same pants and turned one pair super into awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Also, because before he tore them off, I was like, "Oh, those pants have such a nice detail on the <laughs> yeah, on the lining." There's like, like a, a cute tuxedo pants. Absolutely, and I was like, "Those are cute," which means well done costume design. Also, because I didn't know he was gonna rip his pants off, even when he was stripping, I didn't realize then they were tearaways. That's when I was like, "Oh, those are tearaway pants." But before that, right, I didn't right. realize it. When he like, I think maybe when he got down to just his pants, I was like. Oh, maybe that thing that I thought was a detail is, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I just also want to point out uh, Mm. that one of the actors was in a bike accident and and couldn't continue with the production, especially because there was only like a week left. Right. And so an actor stepped in with two hours, I believe, of rehearsal. He's had his book with him, Mm. but... He was absolutely fantastic. Hugh yeah. Sinclair. I just want to give him yeah, he was great. a shout out. You know what was interesting? Like, it was like well into his first scene that I even was like, oh, he's holding a binder because that's his script. Mm. I thought it was like a prop or something. Huh. And then all and then I was like, oh, he must be the actor that mm. that Yeah, was it was the very unobtrusive. He was great. And well uh, done, everyone. He was great too. He's like, especially because at first you're like, okay, well. It's a relatively smaller role, so it seemed at the mm. beginning. And then, as is true of Charles Me, right. sort of all the characters add on and add on and then stay. Right. Um, and he was in the very, very end mm. and 
for having just jumped in. I know. Like, Fantastic. you had a lovely, lovely moment at the end of the show. Yes. And congratulations to everyone in the production. Absolutely. Then Friday, we saw Patty Issues at the Duplex, <laughs> Ben Rimlauer's one-man show. Oh, yeah. His first one-man show. He is another one that's running in rap bad right. with money. Yes, and I had seen Patty Issues before, mm-hmm. like last year, something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I was gl- I was happy to see it again. Yeah, and I was glad that not that I don't want to see someone else do it. Robin DeJesus was doing it for a while, but it's always fun to see the you the know, original. Well, the yeah, artist. I mean, I would love to see someone else do Wouldn't it because be it would be really interesting because yeah. it is like his, his fucking story. life. Yeah. Um. So it would be interesting to see an actor portray that. Um. But he, I mean, like he's great, and I like it enjoy it and and someday i'll write my show yeah carolee carmelo yeah <laughs> trying to think of what it could be called I, I mean am i just gonna straight up rip it off and call it carolee issues no because <laughs> these patty issues is also a play on daddy issues because the show's oh, also about his, his right. relationship with his father so i was trying to think of it could be well that's the other thing is that i don't know carolee. like because his show is like Framed about Patty Lapone, but it's not about Patty Lapone at all. It's about him, and it's right. about his relationship with yeah, his father and his life. About Carolee. Well, no, but that's well. See, that's why I can't. I'm not going to do it, right? Because that's not funny. <laughs> that's a, that's like not a good concept yeah. for a show. Yeah. Nobody wants to see someone else talk about how amazing someone else is. That's like fucking you would boring. see a show of someone talking about how amazing Carolee Carmelo is. Would I though? No, because you'd probably be like, that didn't mention this. <laughs> didn't mention this. I mean, I'd like to think I'm not I a fucking catty fan like that. Um, you wouldn't. No. Uh, that would be right. It'd be a terrible issue. Right. A terrible I n- would need to like, yeah, I would need to figure out what my uh, long-standing sort of fangirl show. drama is yeah. that the show is actually about. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure work it, it out. out together. But yeah, it was my first time seeing it and it was really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's funny. He's funny. He's got a good handle on like laughing through the worst stuff, you know? Yeah. He's got a really good handle on the humor, mm-hmm. I think. It's really good. Also, you know, you can tell that he like plays a little bit with the audience. It's his mm. show and he has it, but like he'll throw something in there, mm-hmm. which is nice. And still, even the stuff that's presented feels like he's talking to you. Yeah, it doesn't feel like overly rehearsed or, or, or any of those things or stale or any of that. I mean, it felt very much conversational and natural. Yeah. Even with his punchlines that he was throwing, like they were all just right yeah. in there. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was – there was some one-liner he had, like he like had a joke – and we all cackled at it. And then he was like, they did not get that joke on tour. Oh, it was when uh, Patty was in rehearsal for Sweeney Todd at the with the Philharmonic. And she like stopped the scene in the middle of rehearsal and was calling someone. She was like, Bill, Bill. Oh, right. The person that was like on the street. And everyone was like, there's no Bill in here. And then they realized she was like calling to someone down on 6th Avenue. Right. And then Audra McDonald was like, he can't hear you. Right. And then she like kept going on with she the scene like, okay. and he did like a line from right. London, London. And we all like <laughs> lost our shit because it was yeah. so funny. Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. I like it too because he doesn't, it's not like he's doing a Patty impression, mm. but he does enough of her that yeah. it's like so good. Well, yeah, because it's like, you know, he's got a good like 
friend impression of her, you yes. know, not like he's not, he's not doing like, I'm going to do Patty LaPone, but it's like, like when it. I'm talking to someone else and I'm like, oh, you know, Patty said this thing like this and Ooh. I say it like you say yeah. it. And they're like, wow, that's such a good Patty. I don't know that I actually do yeah, that. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, let me hear your Patty. I do a I really good Philip. My friend uh, Philip. Mm-hmm, I do a great mm-hmm, Philip. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. I feel like we, we steal inflections from each other sometimes. Ah, that's phrases. true. So in that respect, we right. would do that. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> Patty issues. Great show. I want to see his other show. Yeah. Especially interesting enough because he like, his other show is about like, you know, how bad with money and how yeah. he like had all this credit card debt and stuff. And he references yeah, his money problems in Patty mm-hmm. issues. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I had all this credit card debt but never like delves into it. And right. so then I was like, mm, I do really want to see his yeah. other shows so yeah. I can get, get all the scoops on his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both of those shows are running at the duplex in rap and, um, every other week. So you can go to their website, get some tickets. Those are all the shows we saw. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So tired. <laughs> Just going to keep saying that until it's not true anymore. Well, the first Broadway show of the oh god, it's already happening. Is, is, perfor- is in performances now. Did you know that Christopher Fitzgerald is in An Act of God? No. Yep, he Does plays he one of the angels. Oh. <laughs> the leprechaun, <laughs> racist. I don't know if he's Irish. No, I just Fitzgerald is an Irish name. Ah, uh, uh. but also because of but names. like you know, is he like Irish or is he like American Irish? Oh, or is he just like an American I, person just, that has an Irish name? I was casting him as a leprechaun because I've in seen him in a show as a leprechaun. Um, no, he plays <laughs> one of the angels. Well, angels I saw they put out magic. their production shots oh, that I saw, amazing. and I was like, Christopher Fitzgerald! What? I'm really excited. I love him. Yeah. Well, when are we seeing that next week? Next week? Yeah. When? Maybe two weeks. Two weeks. What day? Three weeks. I should put it on my calendar. We're seeing that in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Can't wait. Here it's very funny. Yeah. Alison Frazier. Alison Frazier. Alison Frazier told us that it's very, very funny and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Speaking of Alison Frazier in our interview, Mm. I hope you guys all listen to it. Hell yeah. With also Elizabeth Gray, who Mm. was delightful. Wonderful. Um, And if you haven't, seriously, if you haven't watched Understudies yet, you really, really should because it's very funny. Yes, absolutely. Get on that. Yeah. And I also would like to personally apologize to Ben Brantley. Oh, God. Which is unfortunate. You don't have to to apologize to him. Well, listen, I should call out the right asshole. That's true. Michael Riedel is the one who said that female empowerment in musicals is like skin crawling or flesh crawling or whatever. They're literally one and the same to me. Yeah. I think I think Brantley's worse only because he wields more power as far as the mm. public is concerned because a Times review Michael Riedel just mm. like snarks in his columns. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but I also I don't know. I mean, I'm not listen. I, I guess that's that's my own. No, but I understand there. the power issue. But Riedel is just like such a little catty fucking that's bitch, true, and he seems he seems more so. I will give him you know credit where credit is due to Brantley. He seems more so than Brantley to enjoy destroying that's shows. That's Brantley's true. like, I fucking hated this show. And Rita's like, <laughs> I fucking hated this show and I'm going to tell everyone about it. <laughs> Michael Rita sounds like Carol Channing. <laughs> Just a little bit. 
<laughs> He's like, ah, ha, ha. I'm going to write this column about how, you know, Leap of Faith is struggling and then it's going to make them close. And it's like, you know what? Leap of Faith is going to close all on its own. Yeah. You, you don't, don't need to poke them while it's down. That's what I feel. Riedel yeah, is always like right. poking when they're down. That's true. He's never like... It's always some show that's already struggling, and then he's always like, Mwah-ha. "Fair enough." I hate both of them. Yeah, no, they're terrible. So much. They're terrible. Ugh. Anyway, on to bigger and better things. The public's new, uh, season was announced. Oh, twenty fifteen. Extremely exciting. Season. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Yeah. A new Michael John Lacuse musical, First Lady Suite. I'm so fucking excited! I'm excited. You told me about it, mm. and I can't wait to see it. I just, I the know. women that were in the <laughs> workshop, it was so much amazing yeah. happening. Yeah. Shit. The problem, Did you know that what? Beth Lovell is singing in a benefit concert at Joe's Pub tonight? Oh, I didn't know I that. know. Well, I know. benefit. Benefit. Well, it was, here's what. Don't I was like it was affordable. <laughs> it was affordable. Beth Damn Lovell. It. I know. It's oh, for St. Jude's. Oh, children's cancer. I know. Bad. It was like Beth Level. I there's other people Ugh, too, but I forget. Nah. There's only Beth Level. Here's the thing. It was Brenda Braxton. Amazing. And yeah. Jordan Roth. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, That's who it was. It was Beth and Brenda Braxton. That's why I was like, but I mean obviously yeah. I was like Beth Level. Yeah. Here's the thing that's good about First Lady Suite is that even though all the people who are in the workshop may or may not be attached to other projects and unable to participate, mm. think of all the other ladies who uh-huh, didn't participate uh-huh, uh-huh. and who now are mm-hmm. open for casting. I can't wait. You know what I mean? Can't it's fucking wait. It's just going to be kick ass. Can we do all the Michael First Riedel's Ladies and it. the daughters and like... Yeah. Yeah. All of it. All the shows about women. Wait, shoot. I'm a dummy. It's First Daughter's Suite. It's the sequel to First Lady's Suite. Wait, what? But I want to see First Ladies first. And then I want to see First Daughters. What's going on? Why are they doing First well, Daughters before First Ladies? Um, I don't... Well, because First Lady existed already. But I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, call up Oscar <laughs> and tell him Emily wants to see First Ladies first. Well, I'm still excited. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. First daughter, sweet. I hope it's like my date with the president's daughter, the Disney Channel original movie. Never seen it. <laughs> Wasn't Kate Baldwin in the first daughter's workshop? I don't know. I hope, she, I think she was. I hope she's attached. Oh, Kate Baldwin and the public together again. Yep. <laughs> Maybe she'll get to use her staircase. <laughs> the Stu musical with Passing Strange collaborator Heidi Rodewald. What? <laughs> Roadwald or Rodewald? I'm not sure if you say the E in the middle. Okay. The Total Bent is what it's called. Hmm. Uh, is also permitting hey at the public. Anything that Stu does, I'm a buyer. Right? Maybe this is what he was working on two years ago when I saw him writing on his laptop in a oh cafe. Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm really happy that he kept working in it. I'm getting to see it. I Absolutely. fucking love Passing Strange. I'll see anything he writes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The other ones are plays. <laughs> Great. Which, you know, hopefully we'll see and we'll probably like a third of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a pretty good track record. One of our favorite topics is back in the news. Rebecca. Rebecca. 
She's invincible. I was listening oh, to. Re- I listened to Rebecca. Invincible. This invincible. Oh yeah. man, yeah. that's rough. You know what is so <laughs> fucking amazing is what? that there was a lot. There was a lot of Rebecca to digest this week. There yeah. was a lot of stuff. Yeah. And everyone should go out and look up the full statements from both the press agent mm-hmm. who has been indicted. Yes. Now. With, um, like, there, he was basically like, I didn't legally have a tr- contract with them because they hadn't paid me. And although I had a contract, it wasn't a valid contract. And that's why it's right. not like breach of contract that I mm-hmm. emailed this I- potential investor and was like, this shit's fucked. Yeah. And Sprecher, the lead producer, you know, put out this statement that was like, uh, uh, like we have been validated. Rebecca's awesome. We're gonna win. The thing that's so, I am like so torn. I'm so torn yeah. after this shit because really reading into it and like reading, I can't remember what the press agent's name is, but Thibodeau. It's Thibodeau. Reading Thibodeau's or Thibodeau. I don't know if you say the H. It's French, so it might be Thibodeau. Reading the press agent. <laughs> I'm just gonna say press agent. Reading the press agents. <laughs> Um, statement I all of a sudden was like I don't think I had realized that he was like going to be on the hook for so much money which is fucking crazy like fucking insane and more so in Sprecher's statement he was like well if we put the show up then he'll only be liable for like the money that you know we had to pay because the show was stalled right so it would be like a couple million but if the show never happens, which it never will, like based on all, you know, I'm no, I'm I know, like, come I know, on, I know, I know, who the fuck is gonna put but money I in? Really well, I wanted to too because if it if it doesn't happen, oh, he's on yeah. the hook for like fourteen million dollars, which is fucking insane. Because well, he's just not gonna be. Able I'm sorry, to that. but also that press. It, I'm sorry, but if he hadn't sent that email, the show still would not have no, happened. That's what's happened. making me super angry. Yeah. Is that I want Rebecca to fucking happen because. I want to see it because it sounds like a piece of shit. But like... The best kind. The best kind of shit. Like Jekyll and Hyde. The best shit. That's our shit. That's the shit. Yeah, exactly. But like there's no fucking way that Rebecca was ever going to happen in that or that production. I don't think there's a... Rebecca's never going to happen. And it bums me out because I really want to see it. Yeah. But like I just can't imagine a world where people would give this guy money again Mm -hmm. after what's happened because it wasn't like it wasn't like he had one bad investor fall out it was like he employed a con artist and was so so blind in his pursuit of finding money to make the show that he made multiple major producing errors yeah so hi no yeah. you know what that's funny actually because on my time hop exactly a year ago i said it was when it was kate baldwin's 54 below show right 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 and i said kate baldwin wore a jumpsuit saying beautifully did not fall down so my hypothesis was correct she's fucking perfect what does that have to do with Rebecca? I just saw it. I just saw it when I opened my time hop and I thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, two years ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. something with Rebecca happened because I said, I started fantasizing about what I would do if I won the Powerball. And after buying an apartment in Manhattan, I realized I would invest in Rebecca the musical. Oh, I think it was just when the Powerball was... Ah, the Powerball was like really, really high. Was like, gotta get that Powerball. Listen, okay, if I won three hundred million dollars, yeah, I probably would invest in Rebecca Uh, because three hundred million dollars is like more money than I could spend in a lifetime. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So yeah, in that, if I had three hundred million dollars, then yeah, I would throw them ten. Um, but 
if I won like a hundred million dollars, right? Okay, so twenty. If I had three hundred million, I would still (laughs) throw them twenty. Yeah. If I won like fifty million Mm dollars, no. I mean, it's just a shit show. You just know you're going to lose your money. The sad thing, well, yeah, which is like what one in four Broadway investors anyway lose their money. This Playbill article it ends so sadly. It just says, "All I can do is keep trying." Sprecher said. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) He really, 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 really wants to be like the underdog. Yeah. And he is the underdog. But he wants to, he wants us all to be very sympathetic and be like, oh, this horrible thing has happened to you. You were a part of the whole thing. You, you, you knew. You had that voice in the back of your brain that was like, this guy seems shady. Where is he getting this money from? You know, but you were. If that money had turned up and it had been super shady money, you wouldn't have given two shits. uh You would have had your Broadway musical. uh But there was never ever going to be any money because what's his name? Hutton or something was a fucking con artist. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I think this press agent should go free and have no repercussions whatsoever. He's a whistleblower. Yeah. And how long did that guy, I mean, you know, I don't know. You just keep doing the con because what the fuck else are you going to do? But like, how long did he think he could get away with pretending this investor was a real person and then being like, he died? Fuck, man. What? Con artist. I mean, delusional. Jeez. Delusional. So, yeah. Wow. You know what's funny? That this just makes me think of all of a sudden, because this is what that guy did. I was watching an episode of Friends the other day. Sure. Joey got like higher, he like auditioned for a Broadway show mm-hmm. and like got it. And on like, he had like lied about all this stuff on his resume sure. and said that he had like 10 years of dance background. Oh, I remember And this And they were like, oh, you know, like, we're just going to do the steps. And he was like, I thought this wasn't like a dance show. I thought mm-hmm. it was, you know, no dancing. And they were like, oh, it's just a few steps. With your background, no problem. Yeah. So, of course, it was one of the things he comes into rehearsal. They go through the steps with him once and they're like, you got it. Now teach it to everybody else. Of course, he remembers nothing. He has zero dance experience mm-hmm. whatsoever. At, towards the end of the episode, they like check back in with him and he's been like in this rehearsal all day, you know, supposedly teaching people something and they like run through an eight count and it's all like, everybody's doing something different. Yeah. And, and the director is like, what did you guys not watch Joey at all? Like, come on, Joey, show them. And he does this really like, you know, very slowly like walks to the center of the Mm -hmm. room and blah, blah, blah. And then just like bolts for the door. He runs out. right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like the whole episode, you're like, Joey, what are you? How how do you think this is going to turn out? Yeah. You know, in rewatching Friends, a lot of that stuff is, they're not good people. <laughs> Chandler's a horrible person. Anyway. Anyway. That press agent should not have any repercussions. He did the right thing. And I wish we would see Rebecca on Broadway, but we never will. Oh, God. I can't, I would I love to wanna... eat those words because I would love to see it. Yeah. Because it's going to be that, you know, no, the funniest thing about it is that this whole time mm-hmm. Sprecher has maintained that Rebecca the musical is fucking incredible and is going to change all of our lives. Yeah. Like, this is my favorite part. In one of his statements, he was like, Rebecca has played to many, you know, millions and blah, 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 all over the world. It's in Vienna. It's in Japan. He was like listing all the cities that it's been yeah. a huge hit in. And I'm like, 
right. Do you understand how different American audiences are? Well, and also then where, why doesn't he have an investors from those people like Rocky right. or, right. or Mamma Mia who they're like, right. we believe in this and we're going to help put it up. In, yeah. I would Broadway. assume then that the European investors that are investing in the other ones are like, <laughs> Americans will hate this. Yeah. It will, but sometimes they don't care. They know that. Sure. And they don't care. Anyone who backs a Frank Wildhorn musical right. doesn't care. But like I listened to like I was listening to the English demo this week. Yeah. And I was just like I was like laughing to myself on the train because I was like, this is Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, like it's God, it's it. amazing shit. Like the songs are crazy. There's there, you, <laughs> There's a song in the show. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the story of Rebecca? Vaguely. Um, There's no. like this chick. Her name no. is, she doesn't Rebecca. have a name. No. <laughs> no. I know. I know. She's only referred Rebecca's to like as I. Her. Yeah. And he, she like meets this dude and he's a widow and they like hook, get married. She goes back to like his Man-dilly. mansion. Yeah. And then like when she gets there, there's Mrs. Danvers. Right. Who's like the ha- the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Not the housekeeper. She's like the headmistress of the house Donna or something. English. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, I fucking hate you. Right? I yeah, love... And like, he, I... Um, uh, it would definitely be a Donna English part. Okay. I anyway. think she... I, uh, I don't remember. No, I believe it's the Karen Karen Mason. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, But it definitely Donna English would play that Maybe part. Maybe she understood. She's probably the understudy. Um, anyway, Mrs. Danvers yeah. is like, his his dead wife was the shit. You suck. I hate you. Aww. And is like horrible to her. And then... So then there's a point where, and she's like having a hard time adjusting to her new life. Um, and then there's like, she like finds this painting of this woman in this dress and mm-hmm. is looking at it. And Mrs. Danvers is like, oh, you know what you should do? You should get a dress made that looks like that and then wear it to this big fancy ball we're having. Like your husband would super like that. Obviously, why would you try horrible? That she says? Right, she's like, finally, she's liking me. Whatever. So she does she's that. You up, bitch. There's like this big grand like masquerade ball mm-hmm. or whatever. Everybody's dressed up and shit. And there's a song within that scene called Masquerade. No, oh, it's about the same, but mm, worse. Oh, worse. I just I need to play it for you so you understand. Okay. And then we can talk about it. So like Rebecca is like pretty awful. Like some of the songs I like love them. They're ridiculous and they're campy. And then like other songs are just not good. Like <laughs> we just listened to I'm an American woman. Yeah. That how is the song that happens at the ball <sighs> that one of the guests is like, oh no, honey. I can get that man. You should teach your man to stop loving Rebecca and love you because you just got to get it. I'm going to sing this awful song. It's a, I mean, it's, like, you know, I don't like to, to say right. things are awful. Right. There are no bad musicals. It's your favorite musicals and my favorite musicals. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just funny that he, he seems to think that he has like Hamilton Oh, right. You know, he thinks yeah. he has Hamilton and he's like, people need to see this. It's so good. It's going to change everything. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Like, all, A, like, we'll, we'll probably love it. It'll, maybe it would surprise us and be a Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. But true. probably it won't be. And yeah. everyone, the review, I can already like read the Brantley review Ugh. where he's like, the big, the musicals of the late 80s and the early 90s, it's 2016 or, you know, it's like 2040 yeah. well, or whatever. Well, and again, this 
where we were like, I don't understand why people don't like Dr. Zhivago because it doesn't seem like a like a parody or right. like a shell of what it used to be. This seems like it would be that. Right. But I still want to see it. No, I absolutely want to see it. I want to see that burning staircase and all that nonsense. Yeah. But it's just funny to me that this whole time he, he I think he thinks that he's been producing with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And no. Well, Godspeed, Titanic. Man, I am so, <laughs> so on that fucking press agent side. Yeah. I am. No, like I am too. I'm, I mean, awful. And I don't know, in looking at this, uh, oh yeah, I guess he sued him, Sprecher sued him. I wasn't sure if it was a, like a civil case, hmm. which I guess is what it was. Right. Because no like criminal charges have been brought no. up against him because no. he, again, he didn't, whatever. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You knew what you had. I mean, my hope, I mean, I guess the point at where the case is right now is that the court just ruled that, because the press agent was like, you can't sue me because I didn't technically work for you because you hadn't paid me Mm -hmm. per my contract. And the court was just like, he can sue you because you... You were under right. contract. That's where we're at right now. Something else, Hopefully perhaps. when that tr- it actually like, you know, goes to trial or like gets settled or whatever, that, that they'll, the hopefully, it, I would hope that it would go to trial and a jury would be like, um, no. Right. Well, now I think the next step is he's found liable, which means he has like is on the hook right. or something right. but they need to decide what that is right so i think that's the next i just step. wish that i think that's not the argument they should have made the argument should have made i guess well i don't know if you can really they should have gone more with the the aspect of like he he knew this guy was bad who he was putting his faith in Right. Was, was which I don't good. know what evidence they had or whatever. Right. We weren't in the courtroom. Well, I also like it would be interesting. I don't know that much about the law mm-hmm. and whether or not this would be a jury trial mm-hmm. if it happened in that. But like, I'm just trying to imagine I'm like an impartial jury. So like they would probably like, like if you put a jury of theater people up, mm-hmm. like the theater people would all yeah. be like, um, oh, no, exonerate that guy. Yeah. Rebecca's never going to happen. Yeah. But if you took a bunch of people that don't know anything about theater and put it out there and they don't know the, like that right. Rebecca is doomed no matter right. what, then they would maybe side with him. And that terrifies yeah. me. Yeah. Man. Fucked up shit. Well, some good news. Talk Everlasting. <gasps> Coming to the Broadway. Coming to the Broadway. Oh, I'm so excited. At- I know they're not going to take all my notes from Atlanta. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be tightened up and all that yeah. nonsense of how good it was in Atlanta. Coming to a Schubert house near you. Yay, Carolee Carmelo. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know they yeah. haven't announced cast yet, but right. like, come on, well, bitch, please. considering... Uh, all they've done to keep her on board with yeah. the project. They're not letting her go. I think I think it's safe to say she'll be with she'll be Absolutely. with Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited for her. I'm really excited about this show. It's really, really good, even if I hate the ballet. Yeah. Not because it's not beautiful. Right. Because of the message it sends. <laughs> yeah. How old Sadie? Oh wait, no. Sadie's who Sadie, was the girl that did it in Atlanta? Sadie did the workshops right. in the early and then stuff. In, and now it, she's like she's in the audience. Right. Um, I knew she was. I I forget what the the girl Sarah Lewis. Mm. Um, I they must keep her. They must. She's fucking incredible. She is she in New York? 
you know if she's a New York actress or was she local talent? I think she was local talent. Mm. How exciting for her if they do keep her. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know where they found her. She's fucking great, though. Mm -hmm. I know she went to go see Finding Neverland a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. She took a picture with Caroline. That's right. Um, Wasn't it her and Sadie? I feel like there was... No. Okay. (laughs) Why? Maybe it was a different day. I feel like Caroline... I saw a picture of Caroline with Sadie Sink. Or maybe she was like, with my... Um, she did when she star or something. The picture that she posted uh, of Sarah was like a picture of her and Sarah outside mm-hmm. the stage door, and her comment on it was like me and my wonderful, amazing, Maybe. you know, co-star or something like that. Because all you've ever talked about before you saw it in mm. Atlanta was Sadie Sink, right? So because I saw Sadie Sink <laughs> in that concert, yeah. uh, like two years ago yeah, or something yeah. like that, where they sang songs from it. She was fucking incredible. Um, but but you know, she aged out. Um, and is also like working like crazy. Ah. Um, she's been doing, getting like TV work and she's in the audience. She's a fucking superstar. Um, but yeah, Sarah Lewis, I believe is her name and she's wonderful. Great. Well, hopefully she'll come. Yeah. Um, other good news, which Um, isn't the news we wanted or expected, but mm. the bodyguard is coming Ah! to the United States, but it's touring. That it's like. Uh, 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 Heather Headley, uh, 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 not in New York, uh, 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 Deborah Cox, I don't care. Well, right. I don't care. Deborah Cox. Care. I mean, and even, even if it's touring, it just, uh, it bumps me out because there's going to be a tour set. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know what the set was. Maybe mm. it was a, maybe it was a dumb set anyway. I have right. no idea. But I'm curious as set. to why that's the, the angle that they're, that's the decision that they made, the path they decided to take. And I, don't, I don't know, but I am. I, I will travel for that. Oh God, yes. Yeah, well, at oh the my very God. Least, I'm sure it will come to DC, Boston, Philadelphia, maybe somewhere in, in Connecticut, or maybe Providence. So, like any any area any, that is close to us, anywhere so. in like a five hour drive. There's certainly no reason why we wouldn't go see that. Oh my God, I'm so yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who is going to be Kevin Costner. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um 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 <gasps> Constantine Marulis. Will Chase. <laughs> Will Chase is not gonna tour. Shh. What well, I'm just dream casting here, okay? But there are I no... wanna actually cast. Okay, 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 okay. I mean I okay, get okay, he okay, would be okay. great. Um, also I don't know, does he sing anything? Because it's like a, a movie concert. Oh no, nope, that didn't make sense what I just said. <laughs> Concert? It's like they're um, all they're all performance songs. It's like a play with music almost, I think, from what I heard, right? I mean, it's pretty much all the music from the movie. Right. That she's performing as yeah. herself, as the character. Okay. Well, we'll figure um, out. We'll find um, out as soon as they cast mm, someone. It could be a non-singing role. I don't fucking know. Then, then the wanna, doors are wide open. I don't want to cast it. Who would do the tour? Yeah. And how... Are we casting to Deborah Cox's age or to, like, how old are these characters supposed to be? Because in the be movie, like, yeah, I know they can be, like be any whenever, age. but in the movie, they're like, what, early, mid-30s. Okay. Well, I guess Why? How old that. is Deborah? I don't know. She can't be that far off from that. She's probably, like, in her early 40s. Will Chase is a good choice, though. Thank you. She's 40. Ha-ha! What about, is it important that he's white? Is that part of the dynamic? I think it's part of the dynamic. Uh, hmm. I mean, I think you could, I don't know what the other roles are. But Chris could, Jackson. He'd right? be great. Yeah. He would be good. Yeah. He looks like a bodyguard. He definitely looks he's like a bodyguard. He's got shoulders. Yeah. And he's tall. Yeah. Yeah. 
God, all I'm trying to, I just keep on thinking, like, who's going to look decent in mom jeans? Well, are they costumed? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's not 90s? important. But that's, like, such an image I have of, of that yeah. Kevin Costner in mom yeah. jeans, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I need to know more about the show itself, actually. And also, I've never seen The Bodyguard. So. What? Every, every time. <laughs> every time we talk about this. Every fucking time. You? What is wrong with you? Nothing. Hold on. I think I... Hold on. You don't have to do this right now. She's going to look in her DVDs to see if she has it. Oh, of course I have it. Yeah. Hi, take this home and watch it tonight. What's wrong well, with you? Get your life right. Tonight. Okay, watch it tomorrow. <laughs> um, what? What? Why? I just haven't. But you Things didn't... fall through the cracks. But... It's so good. I don't know. It's so good, Patty. I remember my sister went to go to the movies with her friend and told told them they were seeing the movie Summersby, which was a Richard Gere snore <laughs> romance. <laughs> um, and they went to see The Bodyguard instead. Nice. And then my parents found out more and got in trouble. Nice. It right at ours. Um, it's fucking incredible. I, I haven't, like, purposefully not watched I it. Know, it's just I one just... that I haven't seen. And then... Presumably, if it's ever on TV, it's on like VH1 and it's edited. And I'm not going to watch a movie for the first time that's edited. Right. I mean, I guess I I discovered The Bodyguard in my, I just moved to New York. I have no friends. I, all I do is buy DVDs from the value bin at Virgin Records oh, phase. I think I that's when I, that phase. I think that's when I picked it up. <laughs> yeah. It was one I, I didn't have internet at my apartment. Oh god. So I used to just buy lots of DVDs yeah. cuz they were like $5 at Virgin. Um and it's but also, also one that I know enough about not that I avoid seeing it because of this, but like culturally I know what its impact is and I know the talking points. So it's not like I cannot have a conversation with someone about it. You sh- what? No, I completely understand what you just said. Yeah. I just I that you should watch it. Well, and I'm saying it's not. I didn't not watch it because I'm like, well, I know enough about it. I know, but, but that's like that's like. Did you read that article? This was like a while ago. That was all talking about like, you know, that thing where where people pretend like they have read articles oh, yeah. that they well, haven't. I don't pretend that I've. Sure, seen sure. I'm things, not saying but, that. Yeah, but 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 but, but it's like last year before Rocky mm-hmm. when I was like I can't remember if I've seen Rocky. I think I may have seen Rocky. I feel like I've seen Rocky. And then I mm-hmm. sat down and watched it and was like I've never seen this film before. I just it's so in the zeitgeist that I sure. feel like I know yeah. it because I do know. But it's so fucking it's like one of the best movies that's ever been made. Like Rocky is an incredible film. The Bodyguard, I'm not going to say it's in it like it's not like Rocky, <laughs> but like it is in it epic piece of pop culture yeah and it is so incredible mm. and do you know how it ends i don't know he dies or something oh Maybe my god oh my god watch it and find dies. out it's don't get spoiled like 20 year old spoiler yeah wow but seriously the ending is great i hope oh my god oh my god 92 I was nine when that <sighs> movie came out oh that's the year newsies came out cute all right. Well, I will. I will watch the Bodyguard before next week's podcast. Wait. So this makes me curious because, mm-hmm. like, when I become obsessed with someone, yeah. I consume all their stuff. Uh-huh. Do you not do that? Because I was like, Whitney Houston is fucking incredible. Consume all of it. Um, I think I used to, but not anymore. Mm, 
I guess not. I mean, I usually will. Like if we see a show and there's someone that I'm like super, super interested in or is a new person, I'll like go online and Google them and find out everything I can know about them. But you don't like watch that guest episode the of only, Law and Order that the they The only did. person I ever remember actually doing that with and being like, I have to see every movie this person has ever made was Leonardo DiCaprio. That, and I didn't even do that okay. after a point. Imagine for me. Also then. Everyone is Leonardo DiCaprio at one point. See, that's like, that's too much. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't last. You know, sure. And but I like, understand that. I, people, I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I just saw this person. They're incredible. And then I will like go back yeah. and watch and I'll buy all the albums and I'll mm-hmm. listen to all of it. And then, you know, I'll consume it. And then the, then they go in the book of people <laughs> I love. Yeah. Wow. We're so different. That's all I can say. I don't know that many people that do either of the things that we're talking about though. So what do you mean? Like what? even on, on my, my very smaller scale of being like, I think I only did that with, with Leonardo DiCaprio. And again, I said when you were talking, also like InSync, when InSync was a thing. Sure. And it became my thing. It was like all the things. I mean, I have 13 VHS tapes full of InSync yep. TV appearances. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, it's the same thing that people don't understand fans. Like, you and I, sure, we're very different. But there right. are also people who are like, well, just if you want to see something, see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't have anything to do with the people. You know what I mean? Well, those people are idiots and <laughs> assholes. Oh, I just, I just saw The Bodyguard because I heard it was a good movie. It has nothing to do with Whitney Houston. Um, What's wrong with you? I can't imagine anyone would ever say that. Mm. I mean, I'm sure someone did, oh, sure, and sure, I sure. hate that. Or they'd be like, I don't want to see The Bodyguard. <sighs> oh, great movie. <laughs> great movie. Well, that's my homework. Yeah, next week we're All talking right. about The Fucking Bodyguard. Okay. Oh, something, some important political involvement we need to ask of you what interval has created a petition oh can you explain you know more about the interval than i do can you explain a little bit about interval is kick-ass website run by these ladies who are like hey you know what doesn't theater doesn't do enough of think about awesome ladies Mm. um so they do these amazing interviews with ladies they do fun shit like they took aaron davy to coney island Mm. you know before sideshow and stuff like that um they have like beautiful photos that go along and they're really great and like the the inner like they talk about important women's issues in theater like they talk about why the fuck aren't there more women directors more women writers more women sound designers mm-hmm. all of it sound design um just all the stuff because that's like yeah that's like one of the biggest things is like the technical side is like such a fucking cockfest, right um but they do an amazing work they've got a great active twitter and a great instagram uh and you just follow them on all the things mm-hmm. and they're awesome because they're out there being like women are awesome Ladies. women women in art Women in art. Women in art. I'm sorry. I'm done now. You continue. Well, they've created a petition to have the the Tony categories for best original score and best book of a musical 
added to the telecast. You know what I think is amazing about this is that I completely agree with this as a women's issue. Yeah. But I agreed with this for my entire life because it's like, how the fuck do you do an award show that 50% of it is about musicals and you don't tell us about book and score? You do it at the commercial break being like, also earlier in the evening, somebody somebody won a Tony for a fucking score for a A musical. musical. And you're like... the best musical. What the... All these... All these musicals that we're featuring on this show. Uh, oh, somebody the- wrote the music and the lyrics <laughs> for them. Somebody did that? God, it is infuriating. It, it doesn't is make absolutely sense. infuriating. Yeah. And the visibility issue with, with the interval is that now more than ever, there are more women nominated. There's Janine Tesori and Lisa Cron. Just some quick facts here. Um, only 13 women have been nominated in the Best Original Score category as composers. And only one Ugh. female composer has ever won for Best Original Score, which was Cindy Lauper. Like, just by herself, mm. not right, in, right, in right, a team. Right, team. Only one female composer has ever been nominated for this award more than once. Fuck my life. Yeah. So, you know, it's about seeing you up there. Absolutely. On, 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 on the stage. Absolutely. So, aside from the fact that we should be on television celebrating the scores of the musicals that we're celebrating. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we should also celebrate the women who help write those scores or write them themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to the Intervals website, sign this fucking petition. Don't listen to our podcast if you don't. <laughs> That's my ultimatum. Mm. I can't police it, but I hope you do it. <laughs> it's an honor system honor system you're not allowed to listen to the podcast if you don't sign the petition and then today as in monday the day you're listening to this we announced our schmazies category Woo! i think these things this podcast and the categories will be happening at the same time <laughs> yeah probably so. So, so get excited. Get excited. Check out the website for the complete list. Yep. And um, I'll send out a press release. No one will pick up. Yep. But they'll be on our website. <laughs> so you can check them out. We've got some good, fun new categories. Mm-hmm. The return of a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a fan favorite, <laughs> but I think it is. It's our favorite. And, and some shakeups. Yes. Yeah. So and and just to continually um, tell everyone, schmazy is a word that we made up. Yes, um, its origin story is <laughs> um, you can view it on one of our videos. I don't remember which video. I don't though. remember either. Hmm. One of our very early videos. I was trying to say something. You're trying to say she's amazing. No, no, no. I know that, oh, but I don't remember what I was talking oh, about. Oh, oh, oh. I but I said, yeah, I was trying to, I was talking about someone and I was so excited Liza. about it and I was trying to say she's amazing and I said amazing yeah. instead because I was so excited. Yeah. And then we were like, amazing. Yeah. That's our word. Yeah. It's just our extra special word for amazing. Yeah. Because it's and like. awesome and fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. And you feel free to use it. Please yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Please use it. Yeah. And so schmazies. Are our awards for people who are schmazing. Do you think that the greatest thing we could ever achieve is getting that word in the Webster Dictionary? Oh my God. For me to create a word. I mean, that would be so cool for you on for so many levels. A word. <laughs> I can't. I'd be like Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like a bard. <laughs> yes, not the bard. A, a bard. <laughs> that was like my favorite joke in Something Rotten. Yeah, it was a good one. Carolee, Carolee. Carolee, 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 update. Carolee Carmelo 
had a lot of friends at the show this week. It's true. At Finding Neverland. Mm-hmm. Kathy Lee came to see the show. Kathy Lee came to see the show. Love it. There was some adorable pictures of them. Mm-hmm. And I love like Kathy Carolee like tweeted like a picture of them and was like, Kathy Lee came to see the show today, blah, 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 blah. Like, she's so lovely. I love her, something like that. And then Kathy Lee tweeted back at Carolee in all caps and said, I love you. Uh, and I was like, I love this. I love what's happening. I love it. Yeah. God, I think it's so amazing. Yeah. You know what I, I love so much? A, like, I love both those women independent of mm-hmm. each other, but I love them together. Yeah. And it's like, they're so fucking different. Yes, and I love that I they, know. like, love each other and get along. Yeah. And also because I remember, like, when Scandalous was happening, the first day that the box office was open, mm-hmm. like, everyone from the Today Show, like, they did a big thing on the Today I, Show. Yeah, like, I everybody that. came by uh-huh. and all that stuff. And Carolee posted something... It must have been on her website because she wasn't on social media at mm-hmm. that time. It must have been her website blog um, where she was like, it was so exciting. All these people from TV were here. She was like You're starstruck from TV. by the Today Show people. And it was adorable. Yeah, and I cute. love that she's like friends with with Kathy Lee. Yeah, it's adorable. Also, Betty Buckley saw the show. Oh my God, that's right. And she talked about how much she loves Betty Buckley. I know. And I thought about I that. Know. Me too, me too, me yeah. too. Also, because Betty Buckley, the photo that she posted of them with oh. like Teal was, she was like the wonderful Teal Wicks and the constantly beautiful Carolee oh. Carmelo. And I was like, what a great way to describe Carolee Carmelo. Yeah. Constantly beautiful. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the Carolee update, you would know that that's, that's true. true. I say that a lot. That's funny. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that from Betty yeah, Buckley. Do it. She'll give it to you. Gladly. Constantly beautiful. Gladly. It's what a. It's such an unusual way to describe someone's mm. beauty, but such an accurate way. Yeah. You know, yeah. just constant. Your beauty is constant. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet, tweet of the, the week. week on. May 11th at 5.43 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, I wish I had known in my 20s that older guys didn't date me because I was fascinating, but because women their own age couldn't stand them. So much truth in that, Laura Benanti. So much truth in that. Especially because it's a well-known psychological uh, uh, truth Uh. that men mature older than women. So when you're like a 30-year-old woman, mm. uh, uh, a 45-year-old man is going to sort of be on your mature right. level. This is not, hashtag not all men. Right, right, but, sure. It's know, a vast it's generalization. A, yeah. yeah, but it's also a pretty uh, backed up scientific uh, theory. Yeah. Well, hmm. I think there's an evening out at some point, but well, I'm not but sure he, where that is. No, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but here's my problem with that. Yeah. Is that, all of our psychological testing that we've done on how we have decided that people mm-hmm. develop is all based by men. It, a, it was developed by mm-hmm. men, but more so it was people are products of their society and well, we sure, gender sure, sure. so heavily. Well, that's true. So if you're a baby, if you're a boy baby and everyone's like, you're just crazy, you know, like men are, you know, like boys will be boys, boys, will be boys yeah. all that shit. Like, like society tells you how to act well, and, sure, and a lot of people yeah. succumb to that. And very yeah. few people are like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've been told all your life that like boys will be boys and like, you know, it's yeah. cool to just do whatever you want. And women are like, you better keep that mm. pussy locked up or no one's going to want you. You definitely mature differently. Mm. But that's, I don't, I, I personally don't think that that is something that is like, you know, 
science words. Like, I don't think it's like in our DNA that oh. women mature faster than men. I think that's societal. I think, or I would like to see us in, you know, a study that would be able to show me, well, I but think, I don't think sure, it's sure, possible. Sure. I was going to say, I think it's almost impossible. I would say, I don't think it's in our DNA, but I don't think most of the things that are psychological are in our DNA. Sure. Because but like being like, oh, psychologically, like, you know, women, women mature mm-hmm. faster than men. It's like, well, is why is that? Yeah. It's yeah. not because women mature. It's not because women mature faster than men. It's because women are socialized this way and men are socialized mm-hmm. this way and women are taught this way and yeah. men are taught this way. And that produces different results mm-hmm. because of the way we're raised. That's all. I think it's nature and nurture, but definitely nurture has a stronger hand in this uh, in this regard. Yeah. But um, Laura Benanti just just breaking it down <laughs> for us. She's a truth teller. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.